even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. He tells us again in verse 28, so ought men to love their wives. From the first part of verse 25 to the latter part of verse number 28, you've got two pieces of, of bread, and between it is the meat that makes the sandwich what it is. And so the, the Lord has put the meat of wine, how? He tells us, it's almost like Paul gets in a happy fit. I mean, he's talking about husbands, wives submit yourself unto your husbands and everything. He talks about submitting yourself one, one to another in the fear of the Lord. I mean, he gets caught up talking about marriage. He's going to be talking about children in chapter 6 and verse number 1. But midstream, I'm talking about it, he said, oh, man. Woo, hallelujah, you need to love your wife as Christ loved the church. And he got caught up in that and stirred up, took to the third heaven again, had a little visitation with God because he's writing all this down. He's talking about him being a pattern, him being a sacrifice, him being a pattern of salvation, a pattern of sacrifice, a pattern of splendor. Oh, thank God. I mean, all through the text, he's setting it up and he's reminding us of what kind of church that God has delivered from the power of darkness and translated to the kingdom of his dear son. He's telling us what kind of church we ought to be. And then I, I preached from that text on uh, the church of my dreams. I said we ought to be a united church. Church of my dreams is an attended church. The church of my dreams is a friendly church. The church of my dreams is a loving, loving church. Amen. Church of my dreams is a spiritual church. How we be spiritual? Reading our Bible practicing our Bible and praying, thank God, according to the Bible. And then I believe the church of my dreams will be a church, thank God, that's interested in missions. But I want you to look. You say, preacher, how should we pray? I mentioned that praying church. If we're going to be a Bible, if we're going to be a spiritual church, got to be a Bible-believing church, got to be a Bible-practicing church, got to be a Bible-praying church. How can you pray? Well, in Ephesians, it tells us to pray. With all prayer and supplication. Praying always. How do we pray? Think of this word right here. Acts. Adoration. Confession. Thanksgiving. And supplication. Adoration. Thank God. Confession. Thanksgiving. And supplication. That, that's the acts of your prayer. Adoration. Confessing. Thanksgiving. And supplication. If you ever, want to get, you ever get bogged down and feel like you can't pray, you start praying with adoration. You start praying. You start lifting him up and getting yourself little and then get to thanking him for everything he's done. I'm going to tell you, then you can start supplicating and making your request. If you'll do that, I'm telling you, your prayer life will pick up. Amen. We need to be a praying church. But I want you to look with me. That's where we were this morning. We'll make sure we're all on the same page. I'm going to tell you what the Lord's laid our heart. The second part of the message is in Psalm 121 or Psalm 122 in verse 1. Psalms chapter 122. More than like, it's almost the exact center of your Bible. Over in the book of Psalms is the center, but Psalm 122. And verse number one, you've quoted this verse, you've heard it testified about. We're going to read it. 
then we're going to be seated. We'll try our best to mind the Lord and preach to you what God's laid on our heart. Psalm 122, verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You can be seated. Father, we love you tonight. And pray, dear God, that you'd anoint us and empower us to preach the word of God. We might have the liberty to preach, Lord, that we might preach it with power. That we might be obedient to you, Lord. That you'd use our hearts and our minds to unite us together, one mind, one accord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you for Land of Independent Baptist Church, a church of a dream. But, Lord, I know, Lord, that we can need we need to be more united. And, and Lord, we need to be more spiritual praying and practicing and reading the Bible, God. We ought to be more witness and more friendly and more loving, Lord, even more than we are so now. I thank you, dear God, for what you've done. And oh, I'll thank God for letting me pastor right here. I appreciate it. As Miss Tanya said this morning, I thank God for this church and Lord, for a place on the side of the road, 200 East Blue Ridge Street in Landrum, South Carolina. Woo! I appreciate the fact that folks from all walks of life and people from both sides of the track and people that's been on the bar stool to those Lord who've never been nowhere but the pew I thank God that you're making a body and doing a work right here help us Lord to pastor as we ought to pastor the church of our dream the church of our dream Lord what is it God help us to emphasize what needs to be emphasized and preach what needs to be preached. We pray you take over and preach what needs to be preached tonight. We'll give you glory in Jesus' name. We thank you. Amen. Psalm 122 and verse number one. I was glad when they said unto me, Woo! Let us go into the house of the Lord. You know what I read, Brother Tony, uh, at Psalm 122, and hey, amen, in verse 1, uh, I read the church of my dreams. Uh, I mean the kind of church that you say, glory to God, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's church time, uh, hallelujah, it's one thing, church, it's one thing, uh, y'all look up here, I mean, it's one thing uh, to have a church full of people, <laughs> but it's better to have a, a people full of church. <laughs> hey, hey y'all look up in here, I said praise. God, it's good to have a church full of people, but it's better to have a people woo, full of church. And that's what he's saying in Psalm 122, verse 1. He said, I, it's a church of my dreams. I get glad when they say to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. It's not just a building. It's not just brick and mortar. It's not just sanctuary with carpet on the floor. Uh, amen. An antique wine uh, on the walls and white trim. Uh, it's more than that. Uh, this is the house uh, of the Lord uh, where souls get saved uh, and lives get changed. Uh, homes get put together. Hallelujah. For the church house is the Lord's house. Woo! It's the church of my dream, friend. I thank God for the church of my dream. It's God's plan for the church to be the <laughs> woo, uppermost in our hearts. It's God's will for the church to be most important in your life. Everything you do ought to revolve around the church. 
I mean, your work schedule ought to revolve around the church. Your th- hey man, your recreation ought to revolve around the church. Everything we do ought to revolve around the church. You know why? Because it's God's instrument of grace in a world where no grace is found. I'm telling you, church, it's God's will that the church be the hub of the will of your life. What good is it to have a fancy ring? and nice tires I mean so new that the little pieces of rubber sticking off and the white letters have still got blue on it but what good is it if you got nice lugs but you don't put it on the car oh listen to me if you hadn't, didn't have something to connect them to it wouldn't be no count sitting on the shelf Our tires wouldn't serve a purpose and the car wouldn't go nowhere and if we're going to go anywhere for the glory of God we've got to have the hub and the church is the hub amen amen I've told church my dreams woo amen even more so I know I preached this morning on the church of my dreams we looked at the church God delivered amen the church of my dreams oh united church friendly church loving church Mission-minded church, hallelujah, spiritual church, a praying church. Oh, the church of my dream, it's a people church. Oh, thank God. You know one reason I love coming to church? I get to see y'all. It's filled with God's people. You say, well, man, do you realize everybody that goes to church ain't saved? I know that. But, man, church people are the best people on planet Earth. I know. Everybody's got their sad story. But you get beat up and your buggy gets run into at Walmart and you still go there. And, and people still go to the ball field even though beer slosh on them. Somebody say amen. Amen. You still do what you always do. Your boss cuss you out and your fellow workers don't like you. But you still go make that money. Amen. You still do it. You, you don't like it. I'm going to tell you right now, God help. I, I, I almost feel convicted. I don't walk in Walmart anymore. I almost feel convicted. Hey, they don't want to sell all the ammo and don't want to sell all the guns. It almost makes me feel convicted, Brother Tony. But then I found out they don't mind if you carry a gun. They just don't want it out in the open. Even though North Carolina's an open carry state, I, they don't like it. They feel, they feel a little condemned. I understand we got one crazy man that shot up a bunch of people. But I just want to let everybody know these crazy people shooting up people everywhere. We ought to thank God we live in America because it happens every day. And in every place overseas. Want to thank God for this country. Amen. I'm telling you what, I love this place because it's a place. At Walmart, ain't everybody. I get weird. I get wild eyed. I'm astonished. My mouth hangs down. I'm just thinking, my God, what some freaks at Walmart. I mean, some weirdos at Walmart. With two men with mini dresses and fishnet pantyhose kiss each other at the front door. It makes me want to puke. That's far city for you. Are y'all listening to me? I'm talking about right here. I'm not talking about Frisco, California. I'm talking about far city, North Carolina. It wasn't even a happen 10 years ago. I'm saying I can't go to Walmart and feel comfortable around everybody. I can't even go to my own family reunion and feel comfortable. But boy, when I get to come to church with y'all, woo! I'm telling you, hey, I want this church to be a people church. Where everybody's welcome. 
Everybody's welcome. I don't care who they are, how rotten they are, how much they stink to high heaven. Hey, and if y'all know us, it doesn't matter how the man comes to me one time. He is a white man. Y'all know the story. They sit back there on that back row. And uh, he was married to a black lady, and they come and told me, said, Preacher, uh, we can't feel comfortable. No word, but we like real preaching. And the only places we feel comfortable, they don't preach right. Y'all preach right and sing right. We won't know. We got married before, and we know it ain't right for us to be together, but we think it's wrong, more wrong to get a divorce. Can we? I said, Come on. Amen. I want them to come on. It don't matter what their background, dope dealer, dope user. Don't matter if you was a drunkard or never drunk a job. It don't matter if you had ear bobs in your nose. It don't matter if you had so much you look like the Star Spangled Banner. If you'll come to church, hallelujah, the right church, amen, there ought to be some folks. As I said this morning, there ought to be a place of welcome. There ought to be a place of friendliness. There ought to be a place of loveliness. Hey, church, I thank God for a place where people's welcome. I ain't never felt weird about asking anybody to come to this church. This church, my dreams. Y'all okay? Everybody feels at home. Hey, man, everybody bears one another burdens. Everybody cares about everybody else. It's, it's amazing. I don't know nothing about train. I don't know nothing about train building. I don't know nothing about bridges. But when I was studying this message, I run across this thought on how the engineers work together with the geologists and, and every, everybody kind of works together to build these train bridges. I don't know if y'all ever seen these train bridges like goes over these deep canyons, I mean hundreds of foot high and uh, you got metal going in all directions. Do you realize that when the train first hits the gap that every piece of metal instantly fills the stretch. It, it, they, they all handle the same stress. It don't matter if that train is on this side of that bridge or on that side of that bridge or in the middle of that bridge. When that train first hits it and the pressure gets on, it, it, oh God, it shares it. I'm going to tell y'all, we ought to be a bridge to this ungodly world. And we ought to bring them in by the train loads. Hey, man, and we'll help them bear their burdens. And every one of us shares the load. Great God in heaven, somebody run for me. I thank God for a people church, amen, connected to one another, hooked in with one another, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. I thank God for the church of my dream being a people church, amen. I'll tell you this, it will be a live, a live church. I can't stand deadness. I said this other day, I'm going to say it again. B.R. Lakin said it, and uh, I like it, and I like him, so I'm going to say it. B.R. Lakin said his mama and then was talking one day, and it got brought to his mind when that old smart aleck preacher got to talking about independence. He said, I wouldn't be an independent. I won't tell you everything that he said. Uh, he said they said, I wouldn't be an independent. I wouldn't be an independent. I wouldn't be an independent. They were a Methodist. He said, if it wasn't for independence, uh, John Wesley, <laughs> amen, he wasn't independent. And uh, amen, if it wasn't for the independence, uh, then the Methodist movement would have never started. You need to go read your history. He was a Methodist man. He was a Methodist man. He said, if it wasn't for independence, they wouldn't even be a Methodist church. You ought to thank God for independence. He said, but I'm going to tell you something more precious. Than that. He, and they got 
about talking about the Bible and he said I'm not independent I'm dependent and you're independent you don't think you need God and you think you can handle it with men we know men can't help us but God can amen I like that and then he went on to say he said man said well you talk about convention people he said no I don't talk about convention people I wouldn't dare do that my mama he said my, my message when my mama came he said my mama told me never talk about dead people <laughs> I say, man, I don't want to be in a dead, dried-up church. I don't care if it's in or out of the convention. I don't care what's on the side. I want to know what's in the side. Amen. I thank God for a church that's got some life in it. I was witnessing to a person. It wasn't long ago, and I got to talking to them, and they said, well, we live a long ways off, and they really didn't live in Shelby. And uh, they said, it'd be 45 minutes to an hour drive. I said, well, let me ask you, is there any churches? I knew they were. They just didn't know where they was. Is there any churches with life around you? They said, no, we ain't found one. And I said, well, just remember, a church alive is worth the drive. Amen. He's not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him. Y'all don't believe me, do you? Let me just ask you this. An old cold sinner comes in the church, and they see a bunch of old deadhead people, in the, they think they're in a graveyard. Hey, look, can we just remind y'all something? Anybody in here ever had chickens? Raise your hand. Anybody ever had chickens? Well, hey, I'm not the smartest man, but I know this. I ain't never seen chickens hatched in the graveyard. I sure ain't. The guy, matter of fact, I'm going to put it to you like this. I never seen no chickens hatched in a freezer neither. Hey, man, preacher. I'm going to tell you where they hatched at. They hatched when there's been life around. Woo! And they hatched when there's heat. Amen. When there's hotness and when there's moisture and when there's movement. Amen. I'm telling you, in the average Baptist church, hey, if somebody got 911, got called, EMS come in, take four people out before they found the real dead one. Say amen. I thank God for a living church. I appreciate your Men and women that'll be involved and don't mind the worst. Lift your hand once in a while. Amen. Once in a while. Get in on worship. Amen. Don't let your hands hang down. Lift them up in the sanctuary. Amen. I love a, a living church. Amen. Church of my dreams, a living church. It ain't always up here. Amen. But it ought to be bumping there. It ain't always got to be busting out, but it always ought to be wanting it to. Amen. I, love, I can't hardly stand go to dead church. I can't hardly stand it. It almost feels like I can't breathe. feels like the pressure's on my chest. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Maybe you don't. Now, hey, I, I hate for you to not make it up the mountain, but if you think you can't make it up the mountain and come up there Wednesday when there's life, at 7 o'clock, go to one of them dead, dried-up churches. I hate to tell you to, but might be that might let you realize how good it is to be a part of church that's alive. <laughs> I thank God for a living church. Amen. Hey man, everything, everything where the life is here, where the Lord's here. Hey man, where the presence of God's here. Hallelujah. Every church is getting bigger, ain't got life. Y'all have heard me tell it many times. Everybody's uh, said it and stole it, so I'm going to say it again. 
Yeah, amen, before they say it, and y'all think they come up, but it's the truth. I mean, you can go out here and watch a dead deer hit on the side of the road, and the next time you drive by, I mean, they ain't, it's been laying in the same spot, but it's got bigger. It, hey, it ain't growing, it's swelling. Say amen. And there's life there, but it ain't the kind you want around. Amen. Hallelujah. Is everybody okay? I like, I like a church that's alive. Most folks can't handle a live church that's out here just got a little taste of religion. Y'all remember what that religious crowd told Jesus? He said, we don't like all that crowd hollering Hosanna. I mean, they're laying their clothes out, their outer garments out in front. They went naked. They was laying their outer garments out in front of him, and the donkey walking on clothes and the donkey's got clothes on him. Amen. Amen. You can't see the donkey, but somebody's lifting him up. Thank God for a donkey. <laughs> that makes me want to get on all fours. <laughs> Just to lift him up. And palm branches is waving. They saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, the King of David. And that religious cop said, shut them up. Don't you hear what they're saying? They said, hey, hey, if they didn't cry, hey, the stones would cry out for me. Oh, I don't want no rock crying for me. If, if you got a problem with shouting, you need to get a piece of gravel in your pocket and just hold on to it once in a while and be reminded if you don't do it, God may let that rock shout for you. I thank God for a living church. Amen. Hey, got to be heat. Got to be life. Got to be a fire. Well, I, love a, I love a living church. A church of my dreams, people church. No matter who they are, they invited in. Thank God. Love church of my dreams, a live church. Church of my dreams, a, chain, a trained church. It, they've been changed and they're trained. Hey, preacher, what do you mean? Well, training is essential. A soldier has to be trained before they can go to battle. Are y'all listening to me? Their body's got to be trained. Their mind's got to be trained. They've got to get mind and body working together to hit the target. Everything they do is sent simply to break them down and build them back up, take them to their breaking point. And isn't that what God, God help us to endure hardness as a good soldier? But the truth is, the greatest, the, the reason some of them special forces guys are so good at what they do is they train all the time. I had a friend of mine, he was a master sergeant, I just got promoted, made the E8 list, and then he come over and asked me, he said, Preacher, when you get out, I want you to come to work for me at the Department of Energy. I said, I don't know what is it. What is that? Y'all y'all make light bulbs shine? He said, no, Department of Energy moves nuclear product all over the United States. He said, they don't nobody know our, uh, nobody, it's not public information on what our salaries are. We make more than any FBI agent. We make more than anybody up there in Washington because we have to, so nobody don't uh, have the ability to bribe us. And he said, man, the best thing about it is we blow up, he used a different word, we blow up stuff every day. <laughs> hey, man, he said, we blow up stuff every day. We got armored vans riding down the interstate. I'll see one once in a while, unmarked armored van. And I think, man, boy, I bet they're having a ball. They get to bust down, blow up whole buildings, Brother Tony. I've watched a training film. You talk about having 
have a get any weapon you want. I said, whoa! I said, can I still go to church on Sunday and Wednesday night? He said, that'd be a problem. I said, well, I can't do it then. I said, but would you let me blow something up once in a while? And here's what he said. He said, preacher, we're always doing it. Give me a call. I'll let you in on it. I ain't took him up on it, but I really want to. And here's why he's doing it. Because every day they train. Every day they train. And they're amazing at their job. They got SEAL Team 6 people, Delta Force there. They got Green Berets there. They got everybody and all that's been trained to come work for them. And they train every single day. So nobody don't get the stuff to make a nuclear bomb. They have to be on their best. And he said, what we do is take the well-trained and make them more trained. Church, I'm just saying, hey, listen, there was 12 men with the Lord. 12 men. He didn't have a big church. Are y'all looking up here at your preacher? I said, he didn't have a big church. One of them was a devil. We've had some of them in the church. Somebody say amen. It's okay. The Lord did. And he didn't have a living real and one devil. Not a big church. Plus their women. That's 24. Plus their kids, however many they had. He didn't have a big church. And I'm going to tell you what he did have. He had three green berets. He had James, Peter, and John. They went places that nobody else went. Hey, they were more trained, well trained. They saw what other people didn't see. You know what I love? I love in the church of my dreams is to have a crowd of people. We might be few and the church might not be full, but if we could just get some folks full of church that has a heart's desire to see people saved and to be alive and on fire, then they might get trained and we might have some special force Christians, amen. Amen. I thought about this, Brother Tony. Farmers are trained. Amen. Farmers nowadays, man, they got colleges everywhere. Clemson, colleges everywhere. Agriculture. And if they ain't trained in college, they grow up getting trained. I mean, these people that, that milk cows as soon as they can start walking. These people that run tractors, I seen an old boy going down the road the other day. I admit it, I had to confess it. He was riding down the road in a John Deere, probably 75 to 100 horsepower. I mean, man, I know y'all think I'm crazy, but that thing, hey, his hair was blowing, Brother Michael. I thought about you, bro. His hair was blowing from the air condition inside of there. And he had traffic backed up. And he couldn't have been 14 or 15 years old. I passed him and I just slowed down with him. Other people blowing the horn at me. I said, give him a better one, God, and give me his. Amen. Hallelujah. I thought, boy, man, 14 years old, he ain't even got his license. And he's already getting trained. He had a big old cedar on the back of that thing. You see, farmers, uh, to be successful, have to be, hey, church, we've got seed to sow. And we need to come to church and dig in the Bible to get trained. When God wanted somebody to do a great task, he got trained men. Look at Moses. Ain't that what Moses was? Said, look at Hebrews. Said he is trained. He is mighty in acts and deeds. He is trained in Egypt. He had the wisdom. I mean, he was a trained man. 
When God wanted somebody to bring the gospel to Gentiles, guess what he got? A trained man. He got a Benjamite of a Benjamite. He got a Pharisee of a Pharisee. He got old Saul. You see, man chose the first Saul, and he is a Benjamite, and he was man's choice, and he failed. But the, God chose Saul, and he is a Benjamite, and he is God's choice, and he succeeded. Amen. Oh, thank God. When God puts his hand on you, he will choose a trained man and woman. So dig in this book. Read this Bible. Pray, church, because God wants a trained people. See, when I think about the church of my dream, I think about churches alive. I think about churches trained. Amen. By the way, you can cut wood with a dull axe, but you ain't going to get a lot done. But a sharp axe can cut a lot. You can use a dull chainsaw. Now, I mean, that chain's dull. It's the best steel Husqvarna has ever made. In fact, it could be one of them that two people's got to almost hold up. But if the chain's dull, it ain't going to cut good. Are y'all listening to this preacher? It ain't missing a lick. I mean, it's running well. It's got the right mix of oil and gas. That thing is brand new out of the box. Just been broken in. Hey, are y'all listening to me? But it ain't no good if it ain't sharp. I'm telling you, we need to have our mind sharp in this Bible. There's work to be done, church, and we need to be a trained people. Amen. Our church offers training. When do you do it? We offer Sunday morning training, Sunday school. We offer Sunday morning preaching training. We offer Sunday night preaching training. We offer Wednesday night training. We offer Tuesday night visitation. Hopefully, Amen. We we offer we offer Monday night Bible college. How I many just about anything you want to learn, you can find out if you just come and get trained. Somebody say Amen. Oh man, and on and on. Thank God, my church and my dreams are trained people. I mean, they know the book. You ain't gonna get them on the book. Church of my dreams, it may sound a little bit like this morning, but I feel there's a couple things I need to hit again. The, the church of my dreams is a faithful church. Faithfulness is, is essential to success. I mean, you, you got to get rain, sleet, or snow. Hey, Amen. Well, matter, matter of fact, the only commendation, let me put it like this, the only accolade, the only commendable thing that the Lord says when you stand before him. You know what he says? Thou good, y'all say it with me, and, y'all say it with me, good and, y'all say good and. So you know what he's, you know what you ought to be striving to hear? Good and. I'm going to tell you what Church of My Dreams is, a faithful church. And I ain't just talking about this morning an attended church. I'm talking about faithful in every area. Amen. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Faithfulness is a must. It's the only Christ commendation that's recorded in this book. I don't know what all else he's going to say, but I do know this, that when we stand before him, he'll say, enter in, thou good and faithful. So I hope to God when he comes back, he finds faith and faithfulness in his people. Somebody reminded me of this. I was reading, I think it might have been one of them Confederate books I read. Battle books, I believe it was. I, I can't remember. Uh, but one of them guys was asked this. It might have been, I was studying a little bit on that uh, uh, Waterloo battle they had over in England. Might have been that one. 
that it got so smoky on the battlefield. Uh, not foggy. I'm talking about got smoky. So many cannons going off. So many rifles going off. So much going off. I mean, it wasn't like us loading a gun now. I mean, it was click, pop, pew. I mean, you had to fill your powder, had to pack your ball. I mean, you had to light up. I mean, it, it was a work. It was a job. And, man, it was smoke, it, it, all that black powder. It was so smoky they couldn't even see anybody in the battle. They couldn't see nobody to the left. They couldn't see nobody to the right. You know what was asked? They said, well, how in the world did y'all succeed? What did y'all do when it got smoky? And it got to where it was so dark that you couldn't see dark from all the smoke. You know what they said? We stood fast by the standard <laughs> and stood fast by the guns. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. Old brother said it the other night. Uh, old Jess, got, he just went back in the military and, and signed back up in the military. And uh, it don't matter what else he does in the military. He's a rifleman first. He's always got He's always got to take position on the line when it comes time to fight. And it don't matter what position you feel, you a rifleman first. Y'all say amen. He's called us to the fight. Amen. And it don't matter if it gets so smoky and the battle gets so hot and it gets so dark you can't see from all the things going on. You stand by your gun and stand by the standard and keep firing and keep working and keep moving and trust God that it'll land like it ought to land. I thank God for folks that'll stay faithful. When other folks are running. I, a church of my dreams of faithful church. A church of my dreams of tithing church. <laughs> Amen. It's the tithing church. There's two, there's two type of people in the church. There's a blessing people and a cursed people. The blessing people, they, they've learned that if they'll give, it'll be given unto them good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. But they've realized that when it says over there that Abraham paid his tithe to Melchizedek and not, not just Isaac, not just Jacob, amen, but Levi, his great-great-grandson was blessed because of his giving. They've realized if they want their families to be blessed, then they need to be faithful in their lifetime. Are y'all listening to this preacher? I, I'm, oh, Lord, help me. I, I'm saying, church, I don't even know. I haven't studied it out to really see, Brother Tony, if Abraham ever saw Levi. I, I believe from what I, what I learned, I know that he saw his grandson, but I don't know for sure if he ever saw his great-grandson, but I do know this. He influenced him. Amen. God bless Levi because of his faithfulness to tithing. Amen, preacher. Amen, preacher. Amen. Jacob wasn't everything he ought to be but I'm going to tell you what God still blessed his youngins because his granddaddy was what he ought to be amen those who don't want to cut their pledges and those who don't want to cut their blessings off will give I tell you there's two kinds of people the givers and the takers say amen the givers and the takers say amen everybody there's two kinds of people church I want to be one of them givers amen I, here's, here's what I say Church of my dreams, Landrum Independent Baptist Church, is everything I've preached this morning, everything I've preached tonight, but I'm going to emphasize it one more time. Not just a mission-minded, but lastly, Church of my dreams is a soul-winning church. I'm talking about they may never, may, maybe they don't get real involved in mission work. 
but they realize. Maybe y'all don't. Do y'all realize that the only organization on planet Earth that has the commission to win souls is the church? So if the church don't do it, it ain't going to get done. We're the only organization on planet Earth that has been commissioned by heaven to win souls. And if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Boy, I'm glad, I, I'm glad somebody cared enough about me to tell me about Jesus. It don't matter if you're rich or poor. I'm going to tell you what the Bible tells us to do. Go out in the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in. Amen. We ought to take our place. Amen. In the kingdom of God. And to go out and bring souls in. I'm telling you what. The church of my dreams. Amen. Yes, it's an attended church. Yes. Amen. It's a loving church and a friendly church. And everything else that I preach this morning. But I, a Bible, a spiritual church. Man, yes. Hallelujah. But, but the, the church of my dreams, friend. Is a soul winning church. And church, I'm telling you, I listen to this preacher. If we will be faithful in our soul winning, everything else will take care of itself. Everything else. You're worried about your daughter having a boy. Go win a dozen of them. You worried about your amen preacher. You're worried about your boys having a girl. Go win ten dozen of them. Hallelujah. You're worried about the church staying on and, and thriving. Then let's go win souls and let's see them trained and let's see them loved on. Let them let's let them bring let's bring them into this people church. I tell you this, church. Church of my dreams is a church that desires to see souls saved. We need to have, we need to have an influence and we need to have an impact. God help us to be constantly striving to see souls saved. Whoever it is God's got on your heart. Church of my dreams. Soul winning church. You ain't got to beg. You ain't got to plead. You ain't got to even wonder if folks are being visited that came here. Because a real soul winning church knocks the doors down. I'm going to tell you what. Until our knees get bloody and our knuckles get bloody, we ain't done nothing for God. Miss Rhonda, you come play. Father, we love you today. Oh, God.